0: Hello, welcome to another segment of Mouth Mechanics. We are going to be discussing the terminology, terminology, what you say matters. (laughs) That's right. And you're
1: joined by myself, Dr. Tanzania Davis and... You are joined by your friendly, at first I used to say neighborhood, but we're going to go international. So I'm your friendly international neighborhood, Dental is Danita. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> All right. So came
0: up with this topic, terminology. I have to thank one of our listeners. I didn't realize this was a big issue until she said, you know what? We are very confused. Sometimes we're on one page, the healthcare professional, the dental professional, is talking about one thing and we're thinking another. And that happens a lot, I know, in my chair.
1: Yeah, it happens a lot on my side as well. It definitely happens a lot on my side, especially when the patients come in and they tell me before I've even gone into their mouth and they tell me what's in their mouth and then I go and look in their mouth and it's nothing. Like what they said, it is nothing at all like what they said. And sometimes I have to go and look at their record or I had to go and look at their x-ray and then look in the mouth. And then I had to explain to them what's in their mouth and they're swearing up and down. That's not what she said. Do not let a doctor who's not here. If they went to a specialist and got something done and they did not understand what the specialist said or what the specialist did. We're in a whole nother ballgame. Now we're 15 minutes into the appointment. To explain to the patient what's really going on in their mouth.
0: Prime example just happened the other day. Your assistant had it all written out. I love the
1: cards when I come in the room because I have a
0: warning as to what I'm going to be stepping into. Yes. And so when I approach the patient, oh, I see that we're going to be addressing, extracting those remaining teeth and going for implants. No, that's not what I want at all. I said, wait a minute, what's going on? I look up at the hygiene assistant and she's nodding like, this is exactly what he said. <laughs> so then as I'm leaning him back, he says, I just want to pull all this and put implants. And I looked at the assistant and I said, ah, I used the word extract. And he was saying pull. So he didn't understand what the word extract meant. And I was like, this is a great thing that we're doing this episode today because um, terminology is very important. There is a quote. I love quotes. And that says words are free. It's how you use them that may cost you. So if you're not on the same page with the words the terminology being used, it can cost you disappointment. It can cost you even having a great treatment or results because you're not on the same page. If you're speaking of crowns and you really want a partial, something that's not fixed or less expensive, that can be a disaster
1: the scripture that I have lined with your quote. I'm gonna go back to that. But you know, what's interesting is when I talk to the patients about the partials and the dentures, they'll always say they don't want anything that they have to take out of their mouth and put it in a glass of water because their grandparents, they used to see their grandparents' teeth Mm -hmm. in a glass of water, but they want a partial. But along with the quote, there is the scripture Death and life lies in the power of the tongue and you shall eat the fruit thereof. So you have to be mindful of what it is that you are saying. I am a definition and word person because I like to know what I'm talking about when I talk about what it is that I'm talking about. And I've also been taught that words are prophetic. So what you put out there is what you're going to get back. So if you say no new friends, and you wonder why you by yourself. Well, you just said no new friends. If you're saying I want something that does not come out of my mouth, but I want the partial. Well, what are we doing? Are, are we going to do the bridge? Are we going to do the implant? Are we going to give you what you really don't want? But this is what you're asking for. What you really don't want, but you're asking for it. That'll preach mm-hmm. all by itself. Yeah, that sure will.
0: <laughs> we can say amen on that one. <laughs> And that's why I don't like do consultations over the phone. I know a lot of patients don't want to take the time to come in or they don't want to take off from work, but I always say it's just not doing a great service to the patient. I tell my receptionist, please just let the patient know they must come in because I like to show models and I also like to hand write it out and then review it because then they'll reflect like, oh yeah, I don't want that well, I didn't know that's what we were talking about. Well, I didn't know that's what I was getting. And that's why I said you have to be real careful as to how how you rush your treatment plan, listen to the providers and be willing to ask questions. I think they don't want to ask questions. You were just mentioning about the gingivitis. They're staring at you blankly when you say you have gingivitis and it's almost as if you said you had an award or something because they don't understand what gingivitis is.
1: And the thing with, like I was saying to you, if I tell a patient their gums are bleeding, they get offended, they get defensive and they get accusatory because I've had patients tell me that it's something that I did for their gums to bleed. My mind says, yeah, I cleaned them. But professionally, I have to say, no, it's not necessarily something that I did. It's something that you're not doing. So let's go over your home care. However, if I tell a patient that they have gingivitis, it's like an alarm or something goes off in their mind and they're like, oh my God, I got gingivitis. How do I get rid of that? Then they want to learn about what it is can I do to prevent it? Is it curable? Can you do something? Is this going to help? So it it is all in the terminology and what it is that we say. I think that's
0: why I come in, in the room. I'm confused sometimes because they'll say, she says I have gingivitis, but I know I don't. And then you've taken the intraoral photos. The and camera. And I'm saying... <laughs> But gingivitis is inflammation of the gums and it is seen in the evidence of bleeding. But and you're looking at your mouth on the photograph of bleeding. So then it hit me. They do not understand what the word gingivitis, just like the extraction. Uh He did not understand Uh what extraction meant. Uh It was, I don't know what that word is. I just thought I want the teeth
1: pulled. (laughs) So we're on two different And I had uh, with my assistant, I had like a little mini crash course on prefixes, suffixes, and root words, because one of the patients had endoscopy done like a month before. So she comes in the sterilization room and she's like, you're not going to be able to see her because she had a surgery and it was the endoscopy. And I said, OK, well, let's talk about the root words and the suffixes. And I said, and that'll pretty much let you know what it is that we're dealing with. So I took one of the easiest ones that we always hear in dentistry, which is gingivitis. So if we break that down, itis is the inflammation of. And then you have your root word, which is the gingivus. So that lets you know that it's inflammation of the gum tissue. And the thing that's interesting is I know that when I tell them they have gingivitis, I have to go through the five steps of the inflammation process. Oh, perfect. I go through and I say, it's swelling. There's tenderness. There's redness. Gingivitis causes bad breath. I just want y'all to note that gingivitis does cause bad breath. And then you have bleeding And it's evident right here in in your picture that I just took. That's the other reason why I'm so glad you don't do the telehealth or the teledental for your consultations. We don't have the intro or camera on the phone. And I'm telling you, I could spend 20 minutes explaining everything that I see in your mouth and a patient will deny, deny, deny. And I will take one picture and the reaction is always, that's in my mouth. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. If I floss you and you start bleeding, I haven't even put an instrument in there. All I did was show you how to floss properly and you start bleeding. That is gingivitis. That's bleeding of the gum tissues. And we don't leave you hanging. I mean, we do tell you what it is to take care of your gingivitis. Everything we do in this office, even if we can't do it in this office, we have a way of escape. We do have a way of escape. Another one is cavity.
0: Some people will look at the x-ray because we always have ours in front of the patient mounted. And they'll look and say, I have all those cavities. She didn't tell me about those cavities. And I'm like, where are you see the cavities? And they're pointing to fillings. So mm-hmm. then it uh, alerted me to say, oh, now I see why when we say you have three cavities, they may not come back for them because they're thinking, yes, I do. I've always had these three cavities for years. <laughs> You're looking at the fillings. So it, that gets a, a bit tricky to navigate that one. So now I, the intraoral camera, if a, yes. if an office has one, ask, can you see it? I want to see what you're talking about. Yes. And models are very important. Those yes. two, I think, are, are key to breaking down that communication barrier or disconnect.
1: And like I said, a picture is worth a thousand words, especially if you're not looking. I do have patients that look in their mouth because they'll come in and show us. Mm-hmm. something. Sometimes I'm sure I love those patients. But if you're really not looking or even if you are looking and you don't know what you're looking for mm-hmm. because you've seen it. Every day you've seen it, even with oral cancer, especially my patients that are high risk for oral cancer. If you're doing something, smoking, drinking, if it runs in the family, I do teach them how to do their own oral cancer screening at home. And I say, what looks abnormal is not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. So if you have been for years and I didn't have to point out to them, this is normal for you. This is normal for you. However, if it's starting to change and not get better, if it's starting to get painful, if it's starting to get red, that's the thing is also educating the patient on what's normal and what's abnormal. And just because your mama had it, (laughs) just because grandma did it, and just because auntie and uncle, that does not mean that it's normal. That's right. It does not mean that that is normal. So when you take a look, Even if it's abnormal to you, but normal to us, I'd rather you come in and say, this.
0: That's right. I tell them this, this: no dumb questions, silly questions, or stupid questions. Because some people say, "I know this is a silly question." I say, "No, it's not. Mm-hmm. We're here." Mm-hmm. I used to have an assistant that would always say, "We're here." It's not like we're on a golf course and you're interrupting <laughs> us. We are here, whether yeah. you come in or not, from eight to five, or from our hours seven thirty to three thirty. We're here. Those hours I do too. Seven thirty to three. I love
1: those hours.
0: We get running at seven thirty. We're running, but I mean, I do. I love that. And so we're here so you ask and your healthcare professional I'm quite confident will not mind answering any questions that you have. I get that say, "Oh my goodness, I think I'm losing a tooth." And it's a baby tooth. And it's oh. uh, for the for the children. <laughs> "Oh no, a tooth just fell out." And I'm going, "How old is the child?" 12. Oh yeah, okay. they're at that age. Mm-hmm. But come on in, you still you, you never want to just assume because the assumptions can be devastating. So you want to come in ask questions. There are other things such as implants, dentures, partials, things that are fixed. We don't have to go into all the terminology, but those are those questions you want to make sure you want to see a model. Can may I see exactly what yes. you're talking about? Don't assume that you think, you know, they say, I would like a crown and you really want a series of crowns, which is a bridge. And so you want to ask, what can I do to replace this or fix this, restore this? And may I see a model? And then do your research. Do research so that when you come in, you can be able to ask the appropriate questions to ask.
1: You just educated me on something when you said that they look at their x ray and say, oh, well, I've had those cavities all of this time looking at their composite filling or looking at their amalgam filling. Because I'll tell them that they had the cavities and they would say that to me. And I'll go look at the notes and I go back. I'll go back years till I get to a baseline point. So if I have to go back two or three years before I see where we had treatment planned this, I'm like, no, you haven't had this all this time. We just did this at your last appointment. But it still never dawned on me. Cause I'll point your cavity out to you. You're not, listen, I'm show you what's going on in your mouth. And they're nodding when you're yeah. they're like, uh-huh. This dark spot right here, this your cavity. And this is where it was diagnosed at this appointment. And then this spot, this dark spot is your cavity. And I never touch the feelings. But not one patient has ever said, well, I thought this was the cavity. Not one patient. They say it when I come in. Yes, I do have all those
0: cavities. And I'm just like, wow, they're saying it as if it's okay. Something's amiss here. And that's when I learned the other day when a a gentleman pointed to his enamel and said, oh, "Oh my goodness, uh, is this all tartar? I need a deep cleaning. Uh, No, you have no gingivitis. You're in perfect health. There was no bleeding There's no tartar, but I'm looking at it and I say you're pointing to the enamel. But what was the first thing he did? We ask the question. There's a book called The Seven Powers of Questions. And and the questions are just, I I was just grateful he asked that instead of look at it and assume he thought he knew what it was. What if he had left and said they didn't do a good cleaning? I left with all this tartar and they just gave me a basic cleaning, a regular cleaning. But because he asked, he said, I had no idea. Now it makes sense. That's my enamel. Yeah.
1: They will say, well, I've had it all this time. So then I start asking, questions like, it don't hurt. I start to go along those lines, not realizing that they're looking at the restoration of an old cavity. They may give you a hard time because when you're
0: educating and trying to bring them to the light, uh, you know, or education. But when you leave out the room, we hear it a lot. You can ask Makita. We hear it a lot. She Ah. is so thorough. She is great. And I look up at the screen. I see the intraoral photo and I start to say, I got to transition now, my thinking. We talk professionally to each other. The patient may say pull, but we're going to translate it when we write it down to extract. But now I'm finding myself have to sit in their chair, practically in their laps with them on a different basis, just so I can see from a different perspective. What are they really looking at when they see the x-ray? What are they? I got to stand a a little differently instead of just behind them doing the exam. I go, what are they really seeing? Now I take my pen and paper and I draft out everything I say. If I'm doing a treatment Mm -hmm. plan, this is what you're going to do from number one. This is what this is going to look like. Here's the model. And then they're just
1: like, I had no idea. That's what I was getting done. And it's interesting that you say that because I'll go to my doctor my primary care physician. And I remember when I was going through a lot of things with my brain, I had a stroke. So when I was going through all of those things and they were telling me everything that was happening and they were naming these nerves, this is prior to hygiene school. So I didn't know about the way the nerves and the medulla, all the God, I didn't know how those things ran. So I literally let my neurologist say everything he wanted to say And when he was done, he said, do you have any questions? And I said, yeah, I was in this class with you. I have no idea what you just said to me. So he had to break it down into terms that I understood. And even in that, I still didn't understand everything. I had to get my mother on the phone. But I never took that here. I never took it here. So now I have to remember, nobody in here was my classmate. None of my patients were my classmates so I have to talk in a way that they'll understand and that if they decide to say yeah I went to Dr. Davis office and this is what Denise said that they can at least explain it to somebody else and that other person knows what it is that they say I never really looked at it like that probably because I'm like I showed you on a picture
0: that's that's right <laughs> that's right and then, and sometimes it's hard to step, more step back and go to that five or that 25 year old Mm -hmm. before we were even educated in the field. So it is, it's a chore. And I I said, I'm grateful that she brought that to my attention because I said, I had no idea that terminology was even a a subject. I had not even Mm -hmm. thought about discussing terminology and how do you break the barriers because she said, I heard deep cleaning, deep cleaning, scaling. What is it? And I think the main thing we want to emphasize is please ask your questions. What is that? Can you show me what that is? Grab a hand mirror. If they don't have models, your mouth can be the model. And then you just grab a hand mirror and they're just actually pointing to the tooth or teeth and walking you through what's going to be happening.
1: On my notes, I had that cavities, even if you hear say caries, that's a cavity. But the one thing that especially with the parents and with the children is they like to wait, thinking that, Oh, the tooth is going to fall out. So I don't have to treat this, but I want you all to realize that cavity is a disease. So when you are saying that you don't want to treat a cavity in your child, what you're in essence saying is I don't want to treat a disease that's in my child. That's what you're in essence saying. And if you are not going to walk around, especially if it's something that we can take care of, in that appointment, or if we can bring you back and get you back in quickly and take care of it. Who wants to walk around with a disease in their mouth or in their body? Especially with our kids. Do not put off taking care of their diseases. You know, you just took terminology
0: and then just went to a sub-level because now if you don't understand the word caries or cavity, that means you don't even understand the consequence Mm -hmm. of not treating it.
1: And I think about Devontae Driver. Mm. The one that with, the, with that had the access to the brain and, and there's always a consequence. My father always says tomorrow is coming. He says that all the time. I am forty two. My father is sixty two. And to this day, he says, Tomorrow is coming. And now tomorrow is here. Wow. That's a lot within that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just that quote or statement of itself. Yes.
1: And I'm in middle school when he's saying this to me. And I'm like, that's how time works. But tomorrow is coming. And then eventually tomorrow is going to be here. Eventually tomorrow is going to be here. But I never thought that my patients, when they kept saying, it's been there all this time that they were talking about. So then now my mind is like, well, what did you think the doctor did when you came in? Because you had to have a whole procedure done. That's right. And looking at the size of some of the restoration, some of the feelings, you had to get numb. So did you believe that the doctor did treatment and did not treat you? It's a disconnect because when they say all these cavities
0: and I saw that uh, Jada looked at the person like, no, they don't have any cavities. And those fillings have been there for years. You know, they said, oh, I have all these cavities. And I'm like, no, no, those are fillings. You've had those probably placed 20 years ago. Root canal is another one. I'll say, I'm going to refer you. You just said you wanted to save the tooth. Now, let's say they've already seen the oral surgeon for wisdom teeth extractions. And then they'll say, I'm going back to the gentleman across the, uh, the hallway I saw him before. I said, you did see him. He removed your wisdom teeth. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's where I'm going to go. No, 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 no. He just takes out teeth. We want to save the tooth, right? Yes, I do. Okay. We're going to go to the (laughs) endodontist, the root canal. They're going to go inside the tooth where you keep your tooth and go inside. And then they go, oh, I see. So... The whole disconnect as far as what specialists do and what we're sending you for. And I wonder how many people I stopped on that uh, gentleman. I said, I wonder how many people are thinking I'm sending them to have the tooth out when we're talking about saving it. And we're saying root canal And they get
1: over there at Dr. Jabala's office and have a whole root awakening. And the other thing, I'm so glad you brought up root canals. Root canals are your personal experience. They are your personal experience. I have patients that say they want to save their tooth. So I'll say nine times out of 10, then doc, you have to qualify for a root canal. Let me just say that. Cause sometimes the tooth cannot be saved. That's true. Sometimes the tooth cannot be saved. So you do have to qualify for a root canal, but don't let somebody else's experience deter you from saving something. Do not let somebody else's experience detour you from keeping a thing that you want to keep. Do not. Because I'll hear them say quickly, I heard root canals hurt. Well, you already in pain. So let's do this. <laughs> That's right. You're already in pain. That's why you're in here. So let us get you out of pain. And then let us send you to somebody that can do what it is that you want. That can give you what it is that you want. Root canals are a personal experience. Do not let somebody talk you out of keeping something that you want. I'm talking to myself on that. But don't let nobody talk you out of something keeping keep you from what you want. Root canals say teeth, and there's two parts to the root canal. That's right. Two parts to a root canal. And I think that sometimes that's where we also lose the patience. That's
0: right. I like how you went to that. You went to a second layer of just not yes. terminology, but now understanding what is involved with whatever yes. terminology you're using, such as in this case, root canal and the consequences of not having a root canal that can lead to an abscess. Yes. So those are the questions. If you ever ask, had to ask any questions, it's what are we talking about here? What are we? What, what is involved with this? What is the actual procedure? What am I going to be experiencing? And if I don't get it done, what happens? What are the consequences? So those are the main two. What is involved? What is expected of me? And then what is the consequences if I don't proceed with this treatment?
1: And then the root canals go into your crowns. Mm -hmm. A lot of patients think that once they've had the root canal, then that's it. You have to be covered. That's a whole nother something. You have to have the crown put on because you want to maintain the integrity of the tooth. I think especially when we get patients that are in pain, once they're out of pain, sometimes they won't even go to the specialist because now they're out of pain. It was one patient and it was this week that she came in and Jada put the x-ray up and I said, I know she's hurting. I said, no, they're not going to be able to say that because now the abscess has ate away at the bone around the tooth. So now we can't even save it. And I said, this is her first time coming in. And Jada said, no, doc diagnosed this back in 2013. Back in 2013, just because you are out of pain does not mean that the infection is gone. You still have to take care of what caused you pain in the first place. I am talking to myself this morning. You still have to take care of what caused you pain in the first place. We have the means, especially Doc, has the means to get you out of pain. But then she also gives you the steps so that you can remain out of pain. Everything is a process. You have to. You have to go through the process.
0: And I find myself, and I see you do it too. I actually now, I do that. Here's the word, what we're talking about as far as your treatment plan or diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And then I go through. This is what you expect mm-hmm. to go through. And then also, this is the consequences. So if you don't get the crown, which is a cast, I have to say it's a cast for the tooth, you risk fracturing it. And I have to go through all the steps because if I don't, and then I see the light bulb come on in their eyes. And it's almost like you have to read eyes in here. You have to read the, yes. the second, you have to go into the second language. Yes. The nonverbal to make sure that we are on top of what we should be on as far as healthcare providers. But we won't know if you don't ask.
1: And then you have to pay attention to you because you can ask them. I know I'll ask the patient, you have any questions? Because I feel it. Mm -hmm. I feel that you're confused. I feel that you have a question. And they'll they'll always tell me that they do not have a question. And I'll go in the sterilization room and I'll say, okay, Makita, they need this, 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 and this. And they're going to ask you a question. So just be ready for it. And she'll go in the room and she'll let them know that you're coming in for the exam. And they'll start, I mean, just asking all of these questions that's right and i'm so especially with room four because i'm so close i hear it i'll literally peek my head and say nah, I no i asked you if you had any questions <laughs> that know, happens a lot yeah, all a lot. the mm-hmm. time
0: and that's why even after my assistants break down the treatment the, the consent <laughs> form is very thorough they'll break down the treatment what we're going to be doing and i'll still come in and say did you have any questions before i numb you up to work on the lower right tooth or whatever. I still do just, And then be surprised. I still have a lot of questions regardless of how thorough the assistant is. Mm -hmm. Because I think the words just come in. Maybe they just think about that shot. All
1: they can think about is this going to hurt and everything else is want, 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 want. They don't even know what you're saying. And then I think it's a thing with, on your side, the assistant can be very thorough, mm-hmm. but they want to hear from the doctor. Oh, yeah,
0: that, 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 that is another point.
1: And then on my side, I can say and be very thorough. They want to hear the assistant because I think for them, they're like, well, she gonna tell me that anyway. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to say that anyway. Mm-hmm. So then if the assistant says it and then they like, mm, OK, but then they still want to hear it from the doctor. So when you come in behind, then they'll come out the room. They be like, thank you. Now, when I leave out, they have nothing to say to me other than bye. But by the time Makita has went in there and reiterated, and then you have went in there and reiterated, they peeking in the other operatory. Thank you. And they're waving. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now now they're comfortable with what we saw in their mouth, periodontal disease.
0: That's right. You know, this is when you wish you had like the audience to say, I, I bet this will probably go on for about two hours <laughs> or three because so many questions that they have to ask. But I think- Pretty much dove into terminology on a level that take home, just ask your questions, do research. Patients used to do that a long time ago with me, but now they don't. I used to come, I have a couple of questions and they would just open it up. And we were just, but nowadays people, I think just the busyness of the lives, they just come in and just go, um, I, well, think I think,
1: I know. think well, I know. Well, doctor, I cannot think of his name. He had a show, but I cannot, his name escapes me. But when he had his show, that's when I would get the most questions. He covered everything as far as healthcare to include dental. Dental is a part of healthcare. I don't know why society does not believe that dental is a part of healthcare. Because if you have a toothache and you can't eat, dental is a part of healthcare. Your nerves and stuff, it run all up and through here. All up and through here. Like she said on Baby Boy, all up and through here. Them nerves are running. So... You get an abscess that's in your bloodstream. That's healthcare. Dental is part of healthcare. So he, co- I cannot think of his name, but when he had his show, the questions down to should I do fluoride? Is fluoride toxic or is non toxic? Is he local? Dr.
0: Berg has well, He has one on YouTube. And you mean nationally mm-hmm. televised. So Dr.
1: Oz? You know, Dr. Dr. Oz Dr. Okay. Oz, when he had his show, the questions mm-hmm. that, and it always drove everybody to Google. So yet yeah, the patients do not ask questions like they used to. They don't. They do not ask questions like they used to. And I tell patients, even when I'm talking to my patients, they have nothing to do with dentistry. You can interview a licensed professional. If you go into an office and you start asking them questions and they get upset, go to another office. I had, um, I don't know why, maybe because I look so young. But she asked me the ages of my kids. Uh-huh. So I told her I have an 18 year old and a 22 year old. And she said, oh, you don't look old enough to have an 18 year old and a 22 year old. And I'm like, well, thank you. She said because she was looking for a daycare. So she thought maybe I had young kids and I could talk to her about a daycare. And I said, no, there's nobody that there at the time that I can refer you to. Her thing was she was scared to let her baby go to daycare. So I said, get on Google and Google questions to ask a daycare provider. And questions, I'm talking 20 questions from one website, 50 questions from another website. Some were repetitive, but you can interview. If you are getting a service from somebody, you can get interview them. I even said when the young kids in my chair, we started
0: age three, okay. but I have a seven year old that's just asked questions, and the parent is like, that's enough, sit back and get your treatment. <laughs> and I'll say, no, no, this is why I turn to the child and ask, do you have any teeth that hurt when you eat or drink? I'll ask mom, dad, do you have any concerns? But then I immediately ask the child, does it hurt? Where does it hurt? And then the parent is like, I had no idea they were hurting. I said, that's why I don't just ask, do you have concerns? I want to interview the child because they're the patient. And when they start asking questions, I look at them because and say high five, Johnny, because this is your health. <laughs> start getting in practice of asking anything that's going to involve you. You want to be yeah, in tune. An you want to be an advocate for yourself. That's right. And that's That's why I said no. And the parents always look like, wow, I didn't think about that. Yes, they're the ones chewing with that. They're the ones have to go to school if there's an abscess forming Mm -hmm. and can't function and can't think and still expected to produce well in school and get the A and not miss school and classes. So, yeah, it is affecting them. So we definitely I always want to ask the patient, ask those questions. I
1: invite that. And one last term is halitosis. Mm -hmm. Now, what is interesting is everybody knows what halitosis is. Everybody knows what halitosis is. But when we start to give the reasoning behind the halitosis, I think that's where I sometimes lose my patience mm-hmm. because to them, they brush and that's it. But you have to do more than brush when we're dealing with halitosis and halitosis is bad breath. If you happen to hear us say malodor, odor, we're still talking about bad breath and we're still talking about halitosis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when you have a taste left in your mouth, that can cause bad breath. And the reason why we tell you the three steps for taking care of your home care, at minimum, this is just at minimum, is to brush, floss, and rinse. That is to help you with your halitosis. Now, we always go a step further. And we talk to you about your tongue scrapers. And they have trick ones. It's like a massage. And then we talk about your power toothbrushes. And we talk about your water picks and what you use. Product-wise, for your rinse, it plays a part. Become a label reader. Become a label reader and follow directions because all Listerines are not the same. All rings matter, but they are not the same and they have different directions. What you do with the rinse for the amount of time that you rinse is not the same for all of them. And then what you do after is not the same for all of them. And we do answer questions about products not just what's going on in the mouth and using your terminology. When you come in to ask us questions, you can talk to us about what it is that you're using at home. I know I don't use everything on the show. I'm positive Dr. Davis does not. But, we will... Don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we will give you our best professional opinion and we iterate that it's our opinion. Like they have that one in the opinion expressed by Danita is not that of Tanzania Davis's office. So if I say... I don't particularly like this toothbrush. It's a personal, professional opinion. So even with the products that you're using, y'all can ask us questions. Sometimes I'll
0: even buy them. Like the kids' toothbrush, they automatic. automatically just sit it in your mouth. You print in the top, bottom it brushes. I even bought one just to see. And I said, okay, it's not not bad for those who just can't get them to brush. Something is better than nothing. Oh, yeah, that's that's That was my take home. She said, what do you think? I said, my take home is something is better than nothing. I didn't say it was the best, but something is better yeah. than nothing. And I even like it for geriatric patients too. When they Definitely can't get in those 70, 80 mobility. year olds and maybe the daughter or son or daughter is taking care of their parent, they can't get in, at least give them something to it. Like, again, yeah. something is better than nothing. All right.
1: Any other terminology or no, points? The cavities, the fillings. Root canal, gum disease. We talked about the gingivitis. We talked about bad breath. Implants outside of screw. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. I think my main thing that I get with the implants is the fear behind having a screw go into their bone. That's right. And I try to explain to patients. Implant procedure is one of the easiest procedures. To have the procedure done, to recover from the procedure to have your crown put on the tooth, the implant is one of the easiest procedures. I think it's becoming more accepted now
0: because of so many hip replacement, knee replacements. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, I want my tooth replaced with mm-hmm. an implant. So mm-hmm. I'm finding more patients acceptable to that treatment option.
1: If we were to leave you for me, but I'm not going to speak with Dr. Davis, but if we were to leave you with anything, it's your dental story is your dental story. And your dental experience is your dental experience. Do not allow what happened to anybody else keep you from having a very healthy mouth. And it does not have to cost a whole lot of money. It does not have to cost a whole lot of money at one time. Treatment plans are done in phases. So they're done in steps. So we can walk you to a healthy mouth we can always walk you up to your mouth getting to where it's supposed to be but do not let anybody else's story keep you from getting what you need to be healthy because in essence when your mouth isn't healthy I'm sorry it's not you're
0: not healthy a healthy mouth is a gateway to a healthy life
1: Mm -hmm. a
0: healthy being so
1: and you want to know what's in your mouth You want to know what's in your mouth, especially if you were somebody that were getting a lot of amalgam fillings. And now we're 15, 20 years later, and you're wondering why you're experiencing a lot of this sensitivity. Sometimes because amalgam reacts to temperature. So it can come from that. And then they're old. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing patients are wondering. right?
0: Causing the bad breath.
1: So... So things have to be over time. Things have to be replaced. Listen, they got this challenge out. The hands up, the knees challenge. I tried it. I didn't make it because I don't have 22 year old knees anymore. I have 42 year old knees now. So if you had something done when you were in your early 20s and now you're in your early 40s, it's not working the same. So do not let, oh well my friend, she had a, she had her feeling taken out and then she had to end up getting a root canal. I bet she can tell you they told her she needed a root canal and that's why they had to take that out. So don't let somebody else's story keep you from one, having what you want and two, being healthy. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. and that's it so thank you for tuning in and listening I hope this was very helpful to everyone um, and it got you thinking as far as what questions you can be posing to your healthcare provider your dental healthcare providers yes. you know, the dentist the dental hygienist and with that enjoy your smile every
1: aspect of it and we are out y'all follow us on Facebook Mouth Mechanics, we have a page y'all can follow us on Facebook y'all can ask y'all questions then you all don't have to wait for the next episode Because we'll definitely answer them. Bye-bye.